0: welcome back to this podcast series with Finding Rhythms and today we're going to be talking to Andy Jones, a music producer who's worked with some very big names in industry including uh, comedic geniuses like Billy Connolly, Mickey Flanagan, Nick Helm and he's also produced Squeezer's last album. So what are we talking about today is we're looking at the, we're we're going to demystify recording. what recording when people say yeah i'm going in the studio what does that actually mean um people have kind of like grand ideas of you know you've got like isolation booths and big glass screens and you've got riders and you've got a slab of, you know, lots of drinks and blah, blah, blah. It's 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 got that kind of that sort of mystery surrounded it. But actually, when you unpick it, there's a lot of stuff going in the recording studio. So today we're going to do an impossible task. Which we're going to try and sort of like deconstruct some of the, the little things that go on behind the scenes. So I wanted to start by kind of asking you a little bit about the massive shift in the last 60 years in terms of recording where where we got to now in terms of recording because it seems like everyone can everyone can record right everyone get a microphone at home and absolutely yeah i mean everyone can do it now i mean
1: the studio used to mean one thing and it used to mean you go as a band or a or an artist to a place and you record there and the place has been basically selected and it's like, you know, soundproofed and it's blah, blah blah and it's this room. And then over the years, the idea of a workplace for being creative or doing music has changed. And it gradually has evolved as technology has evol- evolved really now. Now, instead of uh, what I was gonna say that the, the studio is completely changed, but it hasn't really. What's happened is is you have more options. You know, a laptop in a bedroom or on your floor is a studio. Abbey Road is still a studio; it hasn't gone away, you know. But so our our, our opportunities and the dem- it's something you've touched upon before the the democratization of music has um, you know vastly improved. Really, you know, the entry into it you used to have to go to a studio to do anything creative musically. Now you don't have to. Now you can do it wherever you want to and people know this but it's not one size fits all you know
0: um is is the big is the big difference as well or rather one big sort of shift has been that because of we use that word democratizing but basically means that everyone that most people can get their hands on a laptop on a microphone that it's actually increased a different side of creativity it's actually produced quite interesting musical outcomes through just being able to do it at home right like well, technology's
1: look- always done that with music, I think. I think, you know, from, from, I mean, you can go back, here's a really early example to show you that, is when they developed the electronic microphone, right? People started singing differently. This is where people like, if old singers like Bing Crosby, right, they, they made their career out of the fact the electronic microphone came along and suddenly they'd be singing like this right up to the microphone. <laughs> and in the past, You'd be having to go da da da, and out here because you'd have to be try to be heard. So technology has always changed things over the last, uh, you know, but and never so more than it has over the last twenty years, the last fifteen years, and the last ten years, and even the last five years. It's been an exponential growth in technology, and therefore the ability of music to be shaped by that technology and. You know, there's forms of music now that simply couldn't exist then. But you could argue that there are forms of music in the 60s that couldn't have
0: existed in the 40s, you know? If I bring it back to the work of the charity, because one of the things that we talk about is the physical se- the physical environment that you record in. And Now, some people who are listening to this might think, I'm going to say, if you record an album or you record a re- track of a really professional quality, you need to go to a really posh studio and you need to pay money and therefore... Oops, You need to go to a really posh studio and basically produce, and that's the only way you're going to produce that kind of outcome. Now, that first track that we played today actually was written and recorded in a tiny little classroom in a YOI prison in the Midlands. Um, There were about fifteen people in a room, which was probably not much bigger than my kitchen, which is pretty small. Um, But somehow we managed to produce something of of a really high standard. So do you what what is your what is your
1: thought absolutely absolutely subscribe to that I mean all you have to do is look at Billie Eilish's first album you know recorded in their parents house in their in their bedroom and you know yeah they may have gone somewhere to mix that thing but by mixing you know most of the most of the mixing these days is done while you're producing and most of the sounds and most of the choices of of the finished record are made while you're producing so yes everything is possible you can produce a world-beating album on a laptop you could probably mix it and master it and then you could upload it and you know you'd never have to actually leave your house but that's you know that's not a very good thing at the moment we all want
0: to leave our houses don't we (laughs) (laughs) um let's go on to um a little bit talk about the uh, the psychology of recording. Um, and before we do that, I'm just going to play you another track now, just to sort of demonstrate uh, an environment which, so this was a track made in 2013, a uh, project I was leading at Wormwood Scobs Prison. Prison um, Listen to this and tell me what, you, what your thoughts are in terms, in contrast to the first track we played There are times
2: that we feel low And times when we feel high Moments when we don't know which way to turn That's when we call on the Lord beyond the sky Yes, if all this world was one And all that is we feel Would all join hands together
1: My first thought on that is um, I need you to introduce me to whoever sang that because you've got an amazing voice. Wow. I was (laughs) blown away. And you know what? Um, uh, Just Just going back as well, because I think it's really important with a lot of this stuff, when we're talking about now, we need to talk about how we got there. And you look at some of the original, you know, Alan Lomax recordings and, 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 and stuff like that. And the room in a recording sometimes is as much of a personality as the singer and the song. And what you've played there is a great example of that. You know, that room with that singer, with that song, You've got the perfect match, and the, the the three things march in lockstep together as a as a a, a great storytelling uh, feature of the of
0: the finished uh, product. You know, the, I think the I love the idea of the room has a personality, and and therefore what comes out of it, what you produce, is sort of in line with with what that feeling is in the room. But you know, what's really interesting for me, my memory of that was that he didn't really want to sing when he first came on on our course or workshop he didn't want to actually you know um the idea of recording particularly recording in a modern way which would be like play the backing track put the headphones on and record his vocal on top in separation he wants to do it together with people around the piano which i think is another i guess it's another angle right how some people access how the confidence to be able to do that
1: Absolutely. That's really, really crucial. Sometimes it's just to put people together because that confidence level increase with, you know, it's a bit like when we're, we're a, a concert together. And if you were sitting there and no one else was laughing or no one else was clapping, you'd feel a bit conscious if you were the person that started the clapping. But when you're together in a group, we you know we're herd animals in a way and, and being around a piano and having your friends joining in doing harmonies around you there gives you that confidence and it shows you the space you've got to perform
0: as, against them, you know? What's the, um, so if we, if we go to the second section of this, which is really looking at the sort of psychology, and I don't want to be like freaked out by the word psychology, but I mean, what I mean by that is like the emotions of recording. What kind of, what kind of emotions do you as a, as a producer exp- see and identify and how does one combat, how does one deal with them?
1: Well, I mean, you see fear. Sometimes, you know, lack of self uh, confidence, confidence. You see uh, people have had bad experiences in the past when they've um, had to um, uh, be uh, show their their, you know, had to perform or show what they do. And maybe they haven't had very empathetic people around them. But then you also find joy. You find, you know, huge amounts of pleasure. You find um, people. Finding something within themselves they didn't know they had, um, and it's all about really about nurturing that. When you're in a situation, when you're working with someone, it's just you know making sure that that joy comes out and that fear is dispelled. Because you know it's natural to have fear. It's good to have fear. You know it's 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 fine. It's it's there's nothing wrong with it. It's a natural human emotion. Um, And we and we always all all fear that, you know, I I slightly feared coming on here today and having to speak to you about this because I was thinking I might go get my
0: words together. You know, we all have it. Yeah. So like nerves and anxiety is definitely a normal emotion to experience when you basically have to record in front of other people. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Certainly. I mean, we can all think of something where. You know, if someone threw me in, a, in, a, in an acting workshop, I'd just be absolutely terrified. It just,
1: absolutely. You know. And I think the, the, the also with music, you know, the, the, the presumption some people make when they haven't done a lot of it and they're put in a room with, say, someone like you or me that's done it their whole life is the fact that, you know, we don't feel what they feel. And, and, and we do, we all do. It's natural. We're always, you know, the, the, some of the best work is done when people have slightly pushed that little edge out of their comfort zone and then they suddenly realize I can do this.
0: So in summary, we've kind of, we're looking at processes, things like being self-critical with yourself. How uh-huh. would you say self, being self-critical is a, it plays a role in producing good music?
1: I mean the ability to be able to listen back to what you're doing and to be able to judge yourself without telling yourself I must give up I you know this is over this is over for me I'm never you know I don't sound like drake on this or I don't sound like bloody blah you know it's like the fact is he also felt that he also you know had those moments in his career he he and and your ability to be able to um gain confidence through actually just keeping going is 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 crucial with this and that's crucial in life anyway you know I mean nerves and getting through your nerves and your anxiety or dealing with you know your negative thoughts about what you're doing is part of life anyway and and with music that's really crucial to be able to bring out what you do best you know and anyone you know anyone everyone everyone inside them has got great ideas it's just some of us are a little bit terrified of letting other people see those ideas because we w- don't want to be judged yeah and 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 that fear of judgment is something which in life outside music is 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 present with everyone and if you can do anything to combat that by doing something like music or something creative or sport or craft or or whatever you feel good at you know that will bleed into the rest of your life somehow you know and you'll you'll approach the next thing that seems daunting and and be able to deal with it that's why i find it quite inspiring when i work with people in the studio and they
0: get over those bumps you know definitely definitely i mean i can definitely relate to being in a situation back at school where you know so that you know I had this fear to put my hand up and to answer a question because I was so frightened about how stupid I'd look if I had completely missed the point. Cause I wasn't tracking maybe everything that was, it was being said in the class, you know? And I think there is, there are these like intrinsic fears, which I think, you know, getting over that and getting over that hump, um, it can lead to something beautiful. There's a nice quote actually, um, that we use sometimes anything negative. This is by Kobe Bryant, the American basketball player. He says, anything negative is an opportunity to rise. Uh-huh. Yeah, which i really amazing. like that yeah you know, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like take take that feeling that you've got of, of being too self-critical or negative thoughts that you have and use use it to overcome that which i think is a really um, powerful thing okay so let's go on to the the next section which is looking at the studio or this the environment of recording together as a group and seeing it as a, a place of work which i think again it's like real blurred lines when you're making music because you know, people are like, oh, you're having a nice time. You're playing. You're making songs, and it's, like, and it's true. You need to have a nice time. You need to have a good time. You need to be releasing endorphins, like you feel good, like when you go for a run or what have you. Um, but the but it's still an environment where there are certain things that need to be done in order to to kind of line all the elements up to basically produce a really good song, right? Um, let's just have a quick musical interlude though and listen to this tune. Special lady, special
1: wifey, that's all I need Rise beside me, only one, you could be Out on the road, girl, you and me Special lady, special wifey, that's all I need Rise beside me, only one, you could be Out on the road, girl, you and me You're the type of girl that I think about One in twenty five times in a day Every time that we speak I got a smile on my face Like this someone that I got to see I would have done anything just to make you smile yeah so good (laughs) we made
0: that in we made that in park prison and i the reason i love it is the guy that sang that uh he he said i just want to make a song about my wifey i'm like cool let's do it and we just looped the same vocal phrase over at the beginning of it but he was he definitely had never recorded in his life before but we had this environment where and going back to exactly what we're saying like that feeling in the room all the support all the kind of like yeah, you know what? Let's just get over it. let's just get over our fear of this. You know what? We've been given permission to do this. Let's give it a go. And actually he had a great time on the mic and he had everyone in the room absolutely cooking and vibing on that track. So you it's know, a banger, that's why. <laughs> He's it, just produced it's an absolute, just, uh, that's such a great tune, yeah. man. But he started with a really neat idea. He wanted to, you know, he wanted <laughs> to sort of like make his girlfriend his wife And that was that was that was the thing that just he just he had to get that yeah, out yeah. of him. So so going back to this this um This place of work. I mean, how how do you see it? I mean, do you? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it isn't a place of work. Maybe it's just like hanging out and vibing. What what, what's your take? It depends how you define work. You know,
1: I don't know if you've ever had the feeling where you've been like playing a gig and you've had the best time of your life and you're thinking, "Oh my God," you know, I feel a bit guilty that I'm actually getting paid for this or I'm I'm, or I'm meant to be at work here or you're in the studio or and you know what the If if we could all try and find to try and find some sort of form of work we do in our lives that doesn't feel like work, we're doing something right, aren't we? I know my wife's in a completely different um a uh, place to I you know she's a different career to who I am, but she actually really enjoys what she does. And I think the place of work, yeah, it's a place of work. It's a place to get stuff done. But you know, if you equate work with you know work, you know like hard work, then you know maybe it shouldn't be that maybe it should be fun but certain things do apply to that you know you know just deadlines getting stuff done you know practicing you know put putting in putting in the work in inverted commas you know um is is all part of it but that doesn't mean that's not fun you know you know that's that classic thing between vocations and work you know you know what 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 do you call work you know i mean you know d- Digging in a deep hole in the rain is work, you know, but, <laughs> but being in the studio is, is not, but I think the skills you pick up from being in the studio are transferable into other workspaces, you know, just like things like social skills about teaching people empathy, teaching people how to be critical of other people without destroying them with by saying it in the wrong way Um, you know taking and giving criticism is a really crucial thing walking a mile in someone else's shoes so you know how they're feeling you know that singer is doing their take at the moment I'm not going to be looking down at my mobile phone you know I'm not going to be I'm going to be engaging I'm going to be smiling if they haven't got quite the right take yet and they come out and they say that was awful you don't agree with them you just say okay do another one then if you want, you know, you're not saying, yeah, you're right. That was awful. You should really do another. You know, there's certain things of social skills in the workplace, which are transferable to anything you end up doing in life, whether you end up, you know, I, I heard you say on another podcast you did, you know, we're not trying to make pop stars here. We're trying to just give people an outlet to make music and find what's inside them, you know, and, and that's great. And what they'll find inside them alongside the music they're creating is they'll find in, the. what I find inside me is I find that I can be more empathetic to people because I've, I've made music my whole life. I know how to criticize people in the correct way because I've had to do it my whole life. So, you know, if I have someone doing some work on my house I know how to talk to that person in a way which isn't going to make them walk off the site you know Mm. (laughs) you know they're they're important things that and and in that aspect it is a workplace you know it's a workplace as far as you have to be a certain amount of professionalism about what you do alongside having a really good time making music and you know feeling great about the fact you're creating you know
0: yeah, and we're not, we're not allowed to talk about Phil Spector. Um, I thought I would just <laughs> insert a, um, a little track here, which we made back again in Park, and it's the actual title is called Walk a Mile in My Shoes. Let's hear it now. It's, it's been a long time coming And I
1: don't want to feel this way Do you hear what I'm saying? Could you ever feel this pain? If I told you my story Would you be there to listen? Can you see
2: it through my eyes? Or have you got tunnel vision? Would you walk?
0: tune um by a gentleman who again an example of someone who never had sung or recorded before until he came on our course and combined with the support in the room and all the good feeling that we had he was happy to sing that song and he really wanted to write those lyrics he really wanted to share that story fantastic great job he did as
1: well it's funny enough actually there's um the the I, I actually got the uh the uh, original terminology of walking a mile in someone's shoes, the first time I'd heard that phrase was in a song. And it was an uh, old old gospel song by Clara Ward called Walk a Mile in My Shoes. And when I first heard that, I was like, that's what, that." It, 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 you know, when you're like sort of 11 or 12 or something like that, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I see what she's saying there. I see like, yeah, no, I, and I've got to do that. I've got to make sure in life I do that and it's, you know, it's, these are big things, you know, they're big things to be able to just walk a mile in that other person's shoes, you know, and you can do that whether you're being creative or whatever you're doing, you know. Uh, these are, you know, I, we're going deep here, I know, but, but you know, it all comes back to life as well as music, you know.
0: Definitely, I mean, and this is, I think this is something that within the sort of Finding Rhythms workshop, one of the things we really try to explore is this transferable skills and, you know, <laughs> if you're not aware, we we run a, Princess Trust award where we run it alongside the actual music making. So and, the, and it's it's an award in basically employability skills and and teamwork. And I think and it all because it all comes out if you do the if you do the job properly, if you take the discipline and time out to do to make something really properly, you will inevitably you will have to look at some of those key social skills. I wanted to ask you, those. a turn of phrase that has been used is about the blind alley. Can you tell me about the blind alley? What what's all that about? Well this is more about when you're
1: producing someone really or or it, actually no it's not just if you're in my seat. It's about allowing people to explore what they want to do creatively and <sighs> being able to 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 show them when they've gone down a blind alley now the blind alley being you know for try eight or nine different different examples of this but the the one example i would give is you know a vocalist is trying to sing a song in a particularly a certain way that you know their voice is not particularly suited to so they you let them do it you let them go down there you let them go down there and things aren't working out great and they're getting frustrated at that point there you pull them back from that blind alley, and you say, "Look, you know, we've we've explored there. We've we've seen what happens down there. N- nothing good, but happened by going down that alley. You know, it didn't get us to our destination we wanted. And then you guide them to another try another road. It might be the road you already had in mind, but the important thing with all this is, is you have to let people go down a few blind alleys to be able to, to be able to learn where they should be going." And you know, in, unless you do that, they'll all be always in having the back of their mind. I should have gone down that alley. I should have gone down there. And it's really my my job as a producer is to manage that because normally, with what I'm doing, there's you know a time constraint. There's there's a certain amount of uh, sometimes a budgetary constraint, um, and in fact, there's always a budgetary constraint. constraint. But um um, and so it's how you
0: let people explore without necessarily getting lost you know yeah it's a really it's such an important conversation to have between and, and but it says also about trust you've got to trust each other you you, you both have to artist producer you have to trust in the process that something quite extraordinary might come out of that blind alley if you but if you don't go if you don't look down there you'll never come up with anything really extraordinary I have extraordinary. I
1: have been so surprised and I constantly am surprised by me assuming someone's going down a blind alley, and you know what, about 50% of the time, I think, thank God I didn't say anything because they've gone down it and they've completely surprised me. And suddenly they've come up with gold because everyone's brains work in a different way. The worst thing you can do as a producer is to get overly confident about the process yourself and you know, I know how to make records, I know how this should go, I know what this should do. And therefore, when that artist starts going down anyway off my little roadmap I've got, I'll pull them straight back. No, no, no. That's not the way it works. That's not <laughs> it's not the way it works. And you know, you've got to have you've got to have the lack of ego to realise you don't know it all. And you never will know it all, you know? And and that's quite joyous actually, to think that actually, you know, until the day we drop off this place, we'll never know it all. We'll always be surprised by someone else's creativity.
0: I think this brings us on nicely to the relationship between the producer and the artist and to understand how, you know, if we put it in the context of a Finding Rhythms workshop, The one thing that we want to do as the people going in there, the professionals going in, is to produce really good music because we want to obviously show, you know, showcase how fantastic some of the music is that we've produced. So um, it's in everybody's interest to try to invest into that space and therefore both coming at the same thing with a bit of vulnerability and a bit of honesty is precisely what leads to that creative relationship um which i think in previous podcasts we've talked about more you know as outsiders perceive music and music teaching or education they kind of it can become quite hierarchical and it's not always the best forum for creative expression whereas this kind of equality between producer and artist that relationship is a really key factor in the outcome that you produce
1: it should be it should be it should be a, a nice even relationship between you know someone that's basically maybe got a bit more experience and someone that actually quite often will have more creativity you know I, I like to surround myself when I'm producing uh, people with people that are essentially are how what I would I would um, I would think of as more creative than me because you know i i i know my skill set i know i've made music in the past that's been very creative and i've been on the other side of it being produced but there's people that are coming up now or people that just haven't done music before that quite often come up with much better creative original ideas than i will and so i'm there to guide them you know and i'm i'm there to to uh be a partner in the exercise of you know uh, i've seen something you've written down here you know we're, we're partners in producing something from nothing yeah. and 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 if we can do that you know at the end of the day we're walking home or we're, we're listening in a, 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 to a, a playback in our headphones of something that didn't exist before we got together and did that thing and that's great that's such a great feeling you know um Uh, Yeah, you should be even partners, you know, comes back to people's perception of studios, like you said at the beginning of them being this place where a producer looks down at the band or the artist and shakes his head or puts his thumb up. It's not like that. it's not like that. It's more of a, a collaborative thing nowadays, you know.
0: Definitely. Um I well listen, I think we're sort of coming to the end of it, but I, I wanted to say that on that on that last part, which is, you know, what what is the final thing? What what is it that we've produced? You talked about that turn of phrase, something from nothing or from scratch, you know, you went into an environment, you had nothing there before, and suddenly, you know, you've produced something. What what's the legacy? What's the legacy status of making good recordings for you, do you think? It's it's
1: it's that's a hard one actually it's quite deep that I mean the legacy I mean I'm trying to think what I mean I've always been very very pleased whenever I've produced something to feel that that didn't exist before I did it that is a new piece of of art if you like that is fitted into this world And I've been standing on the shoulders of these other people that have done these things before me. And I've now added to that with something which is unmistakably got my personality in it. It's got bits of my life in it. You know, if I've written lyrics, it's got some of the stories I want to tell in it or my life experiences. And it enables you to also understand the world around you and explain your world to other people. And I think if we can do that, it's, it's great for ourselves, but it's also great for other people to understand our lives because sometimes people just don't understand people's lives comes back to the walking a mile in other people's shoes. You know, it's like, if you can do that in art and you can leave that Mark great, you know, and also it gives you a great confidence that you can produce something from nothing. You know, I can add to the world.
0: I couldn't, I couldn't have put it better myself. Um, Andy, thank you so much for talking to us today. It's been an absolute joy having you uh, sharing your, your pearls of wisdom and I'm going to play a track out that we made in Thameside Prison.
2: Hey yo, praise on the bike. Fight with him. Yo, come here at Thameside, I'm lost and scared them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tell them, last we have become to find redeem me in a damn sight. Them are no longer calling, we are music learners. We have become to find redeem me in a London. Now, the are we are music makers. Them people music, everything is sharper than done. Tap and done in a when me squeeze the chorus. Find redeem me, them are teach me to do that. Me flow like a...